friends and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake a weekly transmission from the nexus of realities i'm soltis and joining me is my friend and fellow transdimensional being lumberdor howdy i am not the batman <laughs> well the unfortunate passing of legendary actor kevin conroy was the inspiration to discuss batman mask of the phantasm i'm sure we will end up branching out into batman the animated series the Arkham games from Rocksteady, and anything else to which Kevin Conroy lent his talents. It may end up devolving into just a stream of consciousness type discussion. <laughs> so be forewarned in case that does happen. While researching his career, I did learn some interesting facts about Kevin Conroy. For example, tallying his total screen time in TV and films, Kevin Conroy has portrayed Batman longer than any other actor. Before landing his iconic role, he received a full scholarship to attend the Juilliard School's Drama Division, where he studied under award-winning actor John Houseman. He was roommates with Robin Williams, and in the same acting group as Williams and Kelsey Grammer. After graduation, Conroy toured with Houseman's theater group, The Acting Company. He later moved back and forth between California and New York for work in various theater and Broadway productions. Conroy soon broke into television was a series regular on several TV shows, starred in multiple TV movies, and guest starred in shows like Cheers, Search for Tomorrow, Matlock, and Murphy Brown. His final role was voicing the creature in All in Scoops, which will be released in 2023. Not only was Kevin Conroy the definitive Batman for generations of fans, but a fan favorite at conventions. He is survived by his husband, a sister, and a brother. If you enjoy our discussions and would like to contribute or get in contact with us, Consider visiting our website at OurMidnightCake.com, liking, subscribing, and sharing the transmission with your friends. Be sure to join us next week for our conversation around Yamasong, March of the Hollows, the 2017 fantasy adventure puppet show, directed by Sam Koji Hale. So Batman Mask of the Phantasm is almost a singular phenomenon. It was the first animated Batman film released in theaters. Uh, from what I remember, it was kind of a last-minute decision to put it in the theaters, which resulted in a box office failure. But That's it wasn't until you think of yeah for a Batman movie to flop, especially with it being connected with the series and the voice cast that it does. Now it seems like Batman movies and Scooby Doo's and Tom and Jerry's come out with every DVD release, but like this was the the Batman movie. Like aside from like the love action ones that you wanted to watch the, the michael keaton yes <laughs> tim burton batman's yeah but it wasn't until it was released on home video that it became financially successful led the studio to make other animated batman movies like um i think the next one was batman and mr freeze sub-zero yeah i remember sub-zero i don't remember a lot of the ones came after it but I was wondering, actually, now that you mentioned that, if, what the timing was with it and the Batman, Batman and Robin, like if the timing with it was similar to the Batman and Robin movie that had Mr. Freeze. I'm just trying yeah, to think back now. With... Sub-Zero, that was in 1998. Okay. 
And until the limited release of Batman The Killing Joke in 2016, Mask of the Phantasm was the only animated Batman film to be given a theatrical release, as well as the only one to receive a full theatrical release until the Lego Batman movie in 2017. That's crazy to think about. I would have thought there would have been more since then, but I guess a lot of them were just, you know, direct to DVD, direct to VHS, that kind of thing. Direct to streaming now. Direct to streaming yeah i mean that makes sense which is kind of unfortunate because those batman movies that they have and and the the dc animated movies that they have on hbo max are fantastic i know like those i was just gonna say the same thing like especially when they started redoing the ones from the comics they were the big comic successes like the the dark knight the long halloween the um Oh, I can't think of the, all of them, but there's there's like a group within the last decade or so, and they're just just fantastic. But the newer ones, to me, it just really picks up right off of the comic page, where for a long time they were afraid to do that. I think just because of marketing to kids. Yeah, I think you're right. It's strange to think because there, I I don't know how many animated feature films that they have now with Batman in them, but to have. Just these few in the theater, I thought, was really, really weird. Well, like the Ninja Turtle one that came out recently, too. Like, that one would have been a good one in the theater that I'm sure would have made money just from the Batman and the Turtles fans combined, you know? I I haven't seen it yet, but it seems like something that it would be fun to take your kids to see. It's fun, and there's a lot of back and forth with just, you know, iconic things from each, each character set. So it's definitely worth the watch. I think at one point, Batman says Cowabunga. Um, to the the joy of Michelangelo. (laughs) This is going to sound kind of strange, I think, but whenever I thought Batman, I always thought people who had played Batman live action. Yeah. But anytime that there was an an animated movie or uh, a cartoon or a video game and didn't have Kevin Conroy's voice, I felt that. I felt that loss that... Yeah, I was like, totally. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like this isn't this isn't how Batman sounds. It's the same too for me with Mark Hamill and the Joker. Oh yes, yes, because it's like he's such a Star Wars person. Because I mean, that's his fame, I guess, for everybody knows him as. But to me, like, I love Star Wars, but he was almost more of a Batman person than a Star Wars person to me, just because of the love of those characters um, with the animated series. It also weirded me out too when I realized when I got older and I realized that Luke oh, Skywalker yes. was the Joker <laughs> was and the it, Joker. That, it like I couldn't wrap my brain around it. It wasn't that it was a good guy playing a bad guy. It's like whoa, 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 whoa! That derpy little sand kid well, I, is is the is the cool bad guy. <laughs> I mean, and it's such a huge. It's, it's such a vastly different character and a huge departure oh, yeah. with the voice. Yeah. And everything, yeah. When I when I was older, and I realized that they were the same person, that's a similar thing. Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, very talented, both of them. And I know that later on, after the animated series and everything, any time that Mark Hamill would be offered a role to voice the Joker for something, he'd ask if Kevin Connor was a part of that. And if Kevin Connor had signed on, then then he didn't even need to read the script. Mark Hamill would sign on. That's awesome. He genuinely seemed to love working with kevin conroy there was i'd read something about this was a while back about kevin conroy that i think he lived in new york or la i can't remember which it was i feel like it was new york though but he was working in like a a soup kitchen or something like i think it was around christmas time and you can correct me if you've heard this story and you can tell it better than i 
but <laughs> I think he um he was working in a soup kitchen and I guess word got out that to some of the patrons there getting a, a free meal that Batman was back there and nobody believed him and then uh, he had come out then to the to where they were serving and did the voice and then that's when they all uh believed him. <laughs> Yes, um, that was after the September 11th attacks in New York City. Oh, yes, that's what it was, yeah. Conroy was part of the relief efforts, volunteering to cook for police officers and firefighters and first responders, and uh, another cook <laughs> Yeah, got him to to come out and do the Batman voice, and everybody stood up and applauded and cheered, and yeah. he said, you know, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman, and... <laughs> everybody loved it just killed yeah <laughs> and you know most of the people there were huge fans of batman the animated series during its run in the 90s yeah uh conroy confessed to being humbled and deeply flattered by the reaction <laughs> that he got i just think that's a great story though just part of his character like i always respected him as a voice actor but like the more i've read about his interactions with other people and um stuff other actors that have worked with him have to say it, it seemed like an all-around just good guy there, there doesn't seem to be a need to separate the man from his work yeah it's a tragedy his absence will be felt for a very very long time i'm sure oh yeah i mean no telling how many times he voiced batman i'm sure the data's out there but like it just it just does like you had mentioned earlier it doesn't feel right to hear anyone else do that voice Especially if it's in close to anywhere close to that style. So, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, also known yes. as Batman the Animated Movie Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. But, oh, this will be so great. And, you know, I was really young at the time and <laughs> super excited to see a Batman cartoon movie in the theaters. Didn't end up going to see it. And it wasn't until much, much later after the home release that I was able to watch it. I remember being surprised at it yeah i enjoyed the story i it takes a lot of its story beats from batman year two i think the the phantasm is the is an original antagonist yeah. that, that they have for it i remember the action figures were always really oh, cool yeah. for, for the batman they were so series cool. how they got the characters to look and to articulate and things mm -hmm. the little accessories that they had so much fun oh yeah i loved the uh little batman figures the phantasm like i know at that point i had I'm pretty sure I had a figure of it. I don't remember specifically, but I just remember, like, I don't think I had seen the movie at that point when I'd already seen the figures, you know. And mm -hmm. It was just, I don't remember when I finally saw it because I didn't see it in theaters either. I remember, like, wanting, just the character design alone, like, who is this character? I want to know who this is. It, the, the design of the character was just so good. that It's I'm such like, a cool design. It's this cool mix of Batman and almost like without knowing the character of, of almost uh, Batman and Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles, just because of the mask. <laughs> and oh, that's good. And like, especially because like the Casey Jones in the in the cartoon, you know, wasn't as uh, as dark as the the one in the movies and the comics. Basing it off the figures, I remember like, oh, I, I need to see this. It. it just from the figures alone made me want to see the movie. Mm -hmm. Very cool design. The aesthetic of the animated series and this whole style that they have going on inspired heavily from the original comic books. Yeah. 
is it iconic art style that they created with everything being colored on on black instead of on white very film noir aesthetics and lots of art deco influences one reason like for me batman was always like a go-to especially like heroes that didn't have superpowers is that why it was so much grittier than the old adam west stuff and or the um the uh, super friends cartoons stuff like that like i didn't understand the differences just that it was different than what i knew and the other stuff out at the time and that's what was making me it drawing it to me i guess i know that for the animated series there was a lot of controversy especially within the studio around what they were trying to do and one of the many reasons that made it so appealing was that it has more adult oriented themes and storylines the villains have realistic firearms there's actual physical violence depicted against antagonists and protagonists Although, if I remember correctly, Commissioner Gordon was the only one who was ever shown as being shot. Um, yeah, I feel like that, but, that seems to be but, the case. Yeah, like there were like good fist fights and all kinds of action. And um, you had mentioned it too, the kind of noir look to it, but even just like the buildings, it was all that like Art Deco style. Everything being noir was dark. So like it wasn't like most kids shows. It wasn't bright. There wasn't like a big blue sky everywhere you know it was rare that mm -hmm. you saw a bright color on the screen even during the day oh what was his name uh eric radomsky he had a standing order to the animation department that all backgrounds be painted using light colors on black paper as opposed to the industry standard of dark colors on white paper and so even when it's afternoon yeah there's still it's still darker than it would normally be otherwise and it still maintains that aesthetic that's that's awesome. I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun just talking about the Batman cartoon in general. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not it's hard not to talk about the cartoon and talk about the movie all at the same time because it was connected. Now I don't remember. Was the show over when the movie came out, or was it still running? Do you know? It era. It went from 1992 to 1995 with a total of 85 episodes. And a Mask of the Phantasm came out in 1993. Okay, so yeah, it was still. It was actually during a good chunk of its early run then. Mm-hmm. Something else that I thought that was interesting about Kevin Conroy's performance as Batman and Bruce Wayne is that he made it a point to use two different voices for when he was doing Bruce Wayne and when he was doing Batman, which I don't think was... I think that he made that popular. I know that Michael Keaton did that in in the Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. And then Kevin Conroy continued that and then that's been the thing. But I think I think prior to that, it was whoever was playing Batman, I don't know, on the radio or on the TV or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just pretty the same much voice. the one voice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he he also voiced Batman in the the Arkham Knight video games, correct? Am I right on that? Yes. Uh, Kevin Conroy. Yes. When those came out, it gave a whole new life to the Batman character. That oh, absolutely. And again, there's Kevin Conroy part of it. <laughs> I'd be interested too to like if there's any like videos out there of him discussing the difference in like the animated series versus like doing the games because i mean just from the stuff i've watched with voice actors you know those are two totally different type of roles to feel 
any kind of breakdown of an iconic character like that or an actor, different variations of that character, I think that it would be interesting to compare. Then we have uh, Beaches, one of Beaches' favorite characters, Captain Sunshine from the Venture Brothers. Oh my god! <laughs> if you have not, if you have not seen the episode of Captain Sunshine, you need to watch the first four seasons of the Venture Brothers right now, so you fully appreciate <laughs> the glory of Captain Sunshine and his ward. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, like it's that! Great. Like it's so I good. love I love Venture Brothers. I love it and. There's a lot of episodes that just like have me dying laughing, but that was that is probably one of the top for me that just caught me off guard is just how good that episode was, and then the fact that it, it it's Kevin Conroy who we all love as Batman playing Captain Sunshine that just mm-hmm. like, that just topped it off. But uh, with the Mask of the Phantasm, one of the things that I found in- interesting is that um, Orson Welles classic citizen kane served as one of the influences for the flashbacks which did a great job of not only portraying loss but also the passage of time but i thought that it did well to have these parallel stories going at the same time showing how the events of the past affected what was taking place in the present day i mean that's a something with a good story i guess is that it can hit different ages and appeal to both you know um, yes and i i think that the show did that very well i think the movie did that very well there are things for adults to like and things for kids to like yeah and i i think a lot of times maybe the movies especially from tv shows cartoon shows fall short because it's not enough of what we're used to watching or, or want to see it definitely feels on that same note as the show like it has the same pacing it has the same tenseness the same color scheme it's like you know it's stuck with its principles it's stuck with the things that made the show good and and just built off of that had it storyboarded out the same they had it given to the same animators overseas they treated it with more quality but uh, yeah. originally it wasn't intended for the big screen from start to finish if i remember correctly the film took eight months to complete which that even that is is a short timeline with the movie an animated movie especially this quality i mean everything was still being hand done during this time period so Mm -hmm. oh we were talking about the full design of the phantasm it went through 20 different versions and iterations until until they landed on that one there is a lot of thought and care that has gone into this and a lot of excellent work i wonder do you know if it was a lot of the same team that was working on i guess it was initially the same team from the show working on the movie um yes the animated series was developed by bruce tim paul dini and mitch bryan and the mask of the phantasm it was directed by eric radomsky and bruce tim and written by alan burnett paul dini martin pasco and michael reeves okay that's what I thought. I mean, that's what you'd expect, but that's just, it's so much not the case nowadays, especially that I, I do think that's why so many, especially animated things, like they don't stay true to whatever they, whatever the reference is, whatever their intention was, like, because they don't get the same crew working on them. The movie always, to me, like, it's one of those that the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it because I pick up things that I didn't see when i was a kid i pick up on things that i didn't understand when i was a kid especially with the story of i can't think of the the character's name the woman i should know i just watched it yeah andrea 
it was a good reveal, a good story. Like it was connected. It hit all the right notes to kind of keep Batman guessing as well. Like I totally did not expect it to be the female character behind all this. To me, again, it goes back to the the writing and and how the story progresses. Um, I mean, we mentioned the flashbacks, and sometimes they're hard to follow. But most cartoons wouldn't be doing flashbacks without some kind of dream sequence of the character falling asleep and some weird music in the background. I thought it was interesting the parallels in her life and in Bruce Wayne's life. And oh how, yeah. Now they have this this convergence then this divergence where they meet at the cemetery. They're both visiting the graves of their parents and she's visiting the grave of her mother. From that shared sense of loss, they develop this friendship and eventually this romantic interest. And they're going to get married and start this wonderful life. Doesn't work out that way. And that's one of the catalysts that launches Bruce Wayne's career as Batman. With how much Bruce Wayne's character was withdrawn from everything continually throughout the story. Mm -hmm. Like you totally expected it to be his character to be the one pulling away. It was her that that made that decision. I think it hits harder now watching it as an adult than as a kid. Like After Andrew loses her father, she becomes the phantasm. And then there's that divergence where you know she goes down one path and Bruce Wayne goes down another path. Uh, and Andrea goes on this this murder spree <laughs> for all the gangsters. Yes. <laughs> Another aspect that I found interesting of this film is that it incorporates the Joker, and the Joker is a pivotal character in the events that transpire, but the Joker is not the focal antagonist. Seeing the Joker's character pop up, it was surprising. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey! Like, what, is, what, is, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark Hamill's Joker is always fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love that he he's uh, it's this Mark Hamill playing it up, like having fun with every moment of it. Mm -hmm. I would recommend this movie to oh, anybody. Yeah, 100%. Whether you enjoy Batman or not, I think that there's something of value for anybody in it. I would honestly watch the movie and then start watching the show just because it's it's got enough of a backstory in the movie that like you could then pick up right with the show it'll set up the character as well yeah like yeah especially with like how it, it's hinting at stuff from their past like it if you've never seen the show i think you'll just it'll make you appreciate the show that much more if you watch the movie first well well done kevin conroy sadly you you will be missed he was a good batman maybe one of the best oh absolutely <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. It seems to be a, a trend, especially with Disney stuff, where very little advertising is going into their projects. There's not a, there wasn't a whole lot of advertising for Andor, which is arguably the See, best to, Disney Star that Wars too. that has been. Better than Mandalorian? Uh, it's different. Um, Mandalorian okay. is more fun. Okay, I'll um, take that. Andor is probably better as far as it's structured better. 
but yeah. but it, it is slower. They'll work in three episode arcs, where the third episode is the is the climax, and that's where all the action happens and stuff. So so the two episodes are are the lead up. 